You're listening to Civic Conversations, a podcast collaboration between the League of Women Voters, Bloomington, Monroe County, and WFHB. I'm Jim Allison, your host, and Becky Hill is our producer. We're pleased to say you can find Civic Conversations every month on WFHB at 93.1 and 98.1 FM. Today, we welcome Julia Vaughn of Common Cause and Sonia Leerkamp, who is chair of the Indiana Citizens Redistricting Commission. And they're gonna to talk to us about current redistricting efforts. Sonia and Julia, thanks both of you very much for being here today. It's so thanks timely, for having us. so very timely. First of all, we've all been wondering for a long time about these new census data and their implications for Indiana. What are your impressions? And I'd like comments from both of you. Sure, Jim. I, you know, I think the census data really told us what it's been telling us for the past couple of decades. Uh, Indiana's rural communities are getting smaller. Uh, our urban centers are getting bigger. We're definitely seeing a transition from a state where at one time we had most of our folks living in the rural areas uh, to the opposite of that. Most Hoosiers now live in an urban center or the suburban areas immediately around it. So it's a challenge when you're drawing political districts because of course you've got to equalize the population of all districts and Indiana's population is not at all evenly distributed around our state. So nothing too surprising with the census numbers, but I'm certainly glad they're here so we can get the redistricting process started. Sonia, would you have a different take on that or do you agree with Julia there? I, for the most part, agree with Julia. And um, I think that the legislators um, are going to need to pay attention to the growing urban influence um, that people have. I was delighted to see that we didn't significantly decline or lose representation in in Washington. So um, anyway, um, yeah, for the most part, I, I agree with Julia, though. Okay, thank you. Um, an organization called Women for Change, as I'm sure you know, caused quite a stir in our chase state recently with the release of a study on gerrymandering. Now, this study identified Indiana as one of the most gerrymandered states in the nation. Can you tell us how our legislators have reacted to this study and how have our voters reacted? Again, I'd like comment from both of you. Well, in terms of legislative reaction, I think it depends on what party the legislator belongs to. Certainly Democrats have taken the Warshaw study. Dr. Warshaw is the academic who performed the study for Women for Change. And it certainly reinforced what they felt for the past decade, that the very partisan gerrymandering that happened in 2011 has significantly impacted election results in our state. Uh, we haven't heard much at all from Republicans. They certainly haven't had any defense against the claims made by Dr. Warshaw. And I think among the public, it, it again reinforces what many of us have known. Uh, one party control of the legislature back in 2011 meant that the maps that were drawn for Congress and state legislature have heavily favored Republican candidates. So um, the Warshaw study, I think, provides some good ammunition 
uh, to uh, fight against partisan gerrymandering this time, but it certainly wasn't a surprise. We, we've certainly recognized the impact of gerrymandering on our state, and Warshaw's study just shows how, how impactful it's been. And Sonia, are you familiar with that study? Would you like to comment I, on it? I am familiar with that study and um, actually put out um, a letter that was put into several different newspapers about that study. And I think that the reaction that I got uh, from individuals who read the article was, you know, I had a feeling there was something wrong, but they didn't realize that it was quite so dramatic. Because when you just look at the maps, you don't see those salamander type districts. And so you, you just wonder what's going on. But then uh, the article just really pointed out the impact of past redistricting and what it's having on Indiana. Indeed it did. Now the legislature conducted some public meetings about redistricting. My wife and I attended the one in Columbus and voters there really sounded off while the legislators sat just as silent as the tomb. Do you think that this study might influence our redistricting efforts? I will just tell you from the ones that I attended, I was also at Columbus and I also went to Evansville and to Sellersburg. And I think the thing, uh, although I was disappointed in the legislators for not taking questions, and I did point out to them when I had a chance to speak, that that was the difference between their forums and the ICRC forums was that we took questions from all comers. And uh, attempted to answer them as best we could and that they should model that as well. Um, but I, I really appreciated how passionate people were about the issue and were not hesitant about saying so. I would agree, you know, I, this is my third round of redistricting and I can do that the crowds were much larger this year than they were 10 years ago. And the level of public testimony is so much better. I mean, our coalition has worked very hard over the past decade to educate Hoosiers about this issue and how important it is and how much it does impact our government at both the federal and state level. So I hope the legislature is going to listen because the public is certainly providing a lot of valuable information. And if they take that information and apply it to their map drawing, we'll have better political districts in Indiana. Amen to that too. Let's talk about some other public hearings that have been going on. We've seen a lot of publicity about other public hearings in our nine congressional districts. And they were conducted by uh, your organization, Sonia, ICRC, with the purpose of sparking freewheeling discussions of ways of drawing the new maps. Now, in these meetings, what types of responses did you see from the citizens? Um, the citizens are very interested in having districts drawn that will encourage competition um, and unite communities of interest. Those are the two things that they believe will help them get uh, voters to turn out and also to get legislators to respond to what they want their communities to look like. Julia? 
you know, and we heard just story after story from places like Fort Wayne, like Bloomington, like Evansville, like Greencastle, where communities are just divided illogically into far more districts than would be necessary given their population. So, you know, folks have pointed out some very real problems at the neighborhood level that are caused by these gerrymandered districts. So I really hope the legislature, you know, we compiled all of the information that we got from our public hearings into a report and delivered it to the legislature, including this testimony about how the lines, current lines really divide communities. So again, we hope that the legislature will use this as a resource and correct the problems, move those lines, so that communities won't be divided for another 10 years. Okay, now let's expand the picture just a little bit. Do you think that voters understand how much redistricting really means, and not just for fair elections, but for the very existence of our representative government? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we heard in our meetings and I attended five of the legislative public hearings and it came up again and again. People are pleading with our legislature to not gerrymander because they feel that the future of the democratic process is at stake. And they're right. If we continue to have another decade of uncompetitive elections, we are going to continue to have some of the lowest voter turnout in the country. And we aren't going to get our ship going the right direction with uh, you know, 25% of the electorate participating. So folks recognize Hoosiers absolutely understand that the future of representative government is on the line and that fair maps are the best way to inject some vigor into democracy in Indiana. So absolutely they get it. I hope the legislature gets it as well. What about you, Sonia? Do you agree with that? I do, and although I don't have a um, platform as big as Julia's, I know that in my community, I have participated in, um, in talking with people at the fair and at the uh, farmer's market where we have set up booths to educate people, and they come up and they know already what's going on. They want to sign the petition. They want to know how they can help to get the legislators' attention. So I feel it at, at the very ground level that people understand. All right, now for the payoff. Do you think that these meetings conducted by the legislature have had any impact on the legislature? Well, some of them certainly. You know, there are there are some folks who, who aren't listening, but there are some who are. You know, uh, very nearby to Bloomington, a legislator, state senator who represents the Columbus area, Greg Walker. I had the opportunity to chat with him after the hearing in Indianapolis a couple of weeks ago. And I can tell you that Senator Walker shares our concern about the future of democracy and understands how gerrymandering is undermining it. So I think there are others who are hearing our message. You know, the challenge is that redistricting is a very top-down thing. And I think that's why we're not hearing a lot of legislators 
saying anything publicly about it. They really kind of have to watch what they say because they can get in trouble with leadership if they get out of line. So I think we just have to continue to mount the public pressure and remind legislators that there's a lot on the line here. And I think we will ultimately have an impact. Very excited about our public mapping competition because that's going to be a, a very important tool to hold them accountable. You know, we'll have an alternative set of maps that we can point to and ask very pointed questions about why they chose to draw the lines where they did. So I'm always optimistic and we're going to be in there fighting to make sure that voters can make their voices heard in this issue. All right. Now, this one is for both of you also. And I'm wondering if all of this experience that you both have had has shaped your present notion of the right way to draw these maps. How do you think we should handle this crucial job in our state? Well, I, I just continue to be convinced that it is absolutely wrong to put legislators in charge of redistricting. It's just like allowing them to choose their voters instead of allowing voters to choose their representatives. I think we are going to be able to come back next year at the Indiana General Assembly and make a very strong case for legislation to pass a Citizens Redistricting Commission, because I can tell you, um, I'd much rather see someone like Sonia Learcamp in charge of this process uh, than one of our elected legislators. They simply have a conflict of interest, and it's very difficult for them to do it fairly. Indeed. Sonia, what do you say? Well, um, this whole process has been very exciting for me to be involved at this level with such a fundamental right. And I think, um, first of all, one of the main hurdles uh, and things that we've tried to emphasize is the fact that uh, voters' rights needs to be a nonpartisan issue. It needs to be both parties um, engaged in maximizing every single voter's power as a voter. And being able to see individuals grasp that and now I am so looking forward to seeing these maps that are going to be produced and be able to show the legislators how maps should be properly drawn is just the icing on the cake for me. I think that they're going to see that involving people in this process is where everyone then is invested in making our democracy work. So. Um, again, I'm just very excited that I've been able to be a part of this. Very good. Uh, finally, to be a little bit repetitive, maybe, one final question. Do you think that legislators will actually listen and take in all the information that's been generated by all these efforts? Will it really make a difference? What do you think, truly? Well, you know, I work for Common Cause, so I am genetically predisposed to be eternally optimistic when it comes to citizens putting pressure on their legislators. We've come a long way. We've already made an impact on the process, so we just have to keep it up. I am optimistic that because of citizen pressure, we're going to get better maps than we would uh, if we haven't mounted this significant fight. So I do. I, um, I agree with Julia, and I just think that even though, as she mentioned earlier, this is a top-down process and people are very careful with their words, 
I do believe that they are listening. I think in their hearts, they know what the right thing is to do and that it's going to guide them um, in not only the process this year, but looking towards the future. I'm very hopeful. Sonia and Julia, thank you so much for being here today. And thank thanks you. to our listening, thanks to our listening audience for listening to us on Civic Conversations. Again, this is Jim Allison of the League of Women Voters, Bloomington, Monroe County. The League is a nonpartisan, grassroots, citizen-led organization that has fought since 1920 to improve our government and engage all citizens in the decisions that impact their lives. Next month, join us when we talk with Carrie Mixa about public education. <laughs>